a once in a lifetime. You need to never stop improving. A constant focus on individual growth. How will you be financially free? Welcome to the Empower Podcast. All right, guys. I think that everybody is jumping on. At first, there wasn't that many people, but now we've got 22 participants, and it looks like we're getting more full every second. I just sent out the link to a bunch of different group messages I'm in, so people should be jumping on. If you do have a team group chat, please text that group chat and just say, hey, the, the call is now. If you can jump on, it'd be great to have you. This week is a really good call. I'm excited to be on here. Stoked. We have one of my good, good friends. I've been friends with him for years and years, and it's an honor to work with him. We have Sean Thatcher, who's going to take the stage today and be the closer that we are highlighting. Sean, are you here? Yes, sir. I'm here. Look at you. Look at this guy. <laughs> the Bachelor. The Bachelor. <laughs> Um, if you guys are wondering, the, the, like how I met Sean was he was on the movie set of Crazy Rich Asians, <laughs> and I happened to see him in L.A. when I was out knocking doors, and he was just filming the movie, and I just talked to him and became good buddies with him, and now he's working here. So it's great to have you. That's how it all started, right? I'm dead, dude. That is so funny. So Sean, <laughs> Sean and I are honestly best friends. I love him to death, and I'll let him introduce himself and where he's from, where he grew up, kind of his background, his story, and I'll kind of fill in the gaps, make sure he's not missing anything. Sometimes he forgets to talk about how great he is, like the movies and stuff like that. So he is a humble giant. He's a humble giant. <laughs> so Sean, tell us a little bit about you, dude. Like, where are you from? Where'd you grow up? What's your past experience? How old are you? What have you been doing since you graduated high school? Is a question I like to ask. And yeah. stuff like that. Just give us a little bit of background. Okay, well, I um, grew up out here in California, so it's kind of fun being back here. I'm in the Concord office, and I grew up in a little town called Arinda. It's about 10, 10 minutes away from Concord. So I've been able to see some of my friends that I grew up with, you know, I went to school with, um, which has been super fun. And when I was in high school, my family, they actually moved us out to Utah. So that's how I got to know Jake. Um, despite what he says, I wasn't actually on Crazy Rich Asians, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, we met in high school and our families lived in kind of like the same home ward. And so we kind of like knew each other a little bit, but became better friends after high school. And so since high school, um, I went out, served in LDS mission. It kind of took me two tries to get it done, you know, right? So went out for a few months, had to come home, and then finished off in the Dallas, Texas mission, which was a huge blessing. Loved it out there and came home and wasn't really sure what I wanted to do as far as a career goes and started just getting my generals done at Utah Valley University. And you know, it wasn't, wasn't a huge surprise, but figured out that, you know, school wasn't really my forte. And so I started looking for other options and was like thinking about going out and doing pest control. And then with my buddy Denton Belknap, um, and then uh, Jake reached out to me about doing solar. And I was like, well, solar sounds great, but I already committed with my friend Denton, so I'm going to go do pest control. So I went out, did pest control, really enjoyed it. I was like, hey, I think I'm actually going to do sales, you know, for multiple years. Um, until I figure out what I want to do. And so after the pest control summer, I went out in the fall and tried out solar with Jake. And I was like, dude, this is awesome. Did pretty well, like my first week. <laughs> um, and then decided to just vacation the rest of the time. <laughs> Ended up going back, um, or meeting with a bunch of companies and signed up with Vivint Security, Smart Home Security. Had a fun time there, but just realized that solar is definitely the the right move for me. So it took me kind of a little while to get all settled down and, and find a good little nesting ground. But now I'm here with Empower and, and love it. So I love every bit of it. Dude, I love that. So guys, like everything Sean said was, was true. I mean, Sean is a very, very adventurous guy that likes to travel, likes to experience different things. And and he's kind of hard to nail down somewhere. I feel grateful that we have him here. And as far as I can tell, Sean, you're all in and empower. You love it here. And this is where you're going to be the next three or four years and ride this wave. 
And before that, just like Sean said, we were buddies in high school, but we weren't really buddies. We were like this weird, like we knew each other, but we didn't really know each other. And we would talk, like didn't really talk, and just kind of passive friends. Because he moved in when he was like a junior or senior in high school, right? Sean, somewhere, I mean, you were a little bit older. You weren't like young, okay? And so I kind of had my friends. He had his friends did our things. Both went on missions and came home. We were talking one day at UVU, and he said he's going to sell pest control. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Sell solar with me. He's like, oh, I can't. My friends are going to sell pest control. I have to sell pest control. Maybe later. He goes and sells pests. You did pretty good selling pests, right? You made some good money and enjoyed it, learned a lot of good things. <clears throat> and then you came in the fall and sold with us, and you set for me for like literally two weeks. Sean's like one of my only setters I've ever had in the company. And Sean set for me for like two weeks, and I think I closed like 10 deals for you in two weeks or something like that. I don't know what it was. Like, we had a lot of success together, and then all of a sudden Sean decided he was gonna just start hanging out the next couple months and, <laughs> and relax, right? And so we actually decided, Sean and I both like mutually decided that Empower wasn't the best fit for him, that he needed a little bit more structure maybe somewhere else or whatever it is. He ended up leaving and then calling me six months later maybe and saying, dude, like I made a big mistake. This is not where I wanna be. I wanna be back with you guys and Empower. And he was super humble. Like honestly, one thing that strikes me about Sean Thatcher always is he has amazing humility. Like he always, always, always is humble, takes the high road, low road, whatever you want to say. And he called me and he owned it. And he said, dude, straight up, I made a mistake. Like straight up, this is not where I want to be. I want you back, baby. And I, I want to come back. And we went through our breakup and he came back. And <laughs> literally, he's been awesome ever since. He's been working hard. He set new goals. He... He said that he like set out and said what I wanted to do. He wanted to be a leader, he wanted to be a manager, he wanted to recruit some teams, he wanted to be a closer and just kind of take over. And he has, and guys, last week Sean closed five deals and he just barely took his team all the way through the madness competition and you just won that last week, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of interesting. Like I think there's a lot to learn from Sean about, I don't know, planting your feet somewhere, right? Like the grass is green where you water it and watering your own grass and not looking at other places. And there's a lot to learn about hard work and getting over like obstacles in your life. Like Sean has taught me so, so much. So I'm super excited to have him on here for you guys to learn from him. Guys, first and foremost, Sean, how was it winning the competition, dude? Is that pretty cool to say that you, you guys won the madness competition? You guys are gonna get the rings, you get the trophies, you get all the incentives. Tell me about that. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie, a, <laughs> I think it came to a surprise to everyone, uh, ourselves <laughs> included. <laughs> um, every round we won, we were just kind of like, in the beginning, we are like, whoa, that's surprising, you know, and then, <laughs> you know, just like, the <laughs> you know, just kept on winning and winning, and we're like, hey, maybe we've actually got a shot, and, you know, like, hey, it would be really cool to win a GoPro this week or win a drone, so let's, let's give it our all, and we just kept on performing and, and kept on winning, and you know, we went up against Mana, and everyone knows how, like, great of a closer Mana is and his team, and you're like, dang. Like, there's no way that we're going to beat him. But I was like, I just don't want to – I I think we're all like, we just don't want to get destroyed. Like, so let's just give it our all. get it, Give it everything that we have, and at least we can, you know, kind of, like, end the competition saying we gave it gave it our all. And, like, hey, we made it this far. It was amazing. and. We ended up coming out with a W, and I think it was a huge surprise. And, you know, I'm just uh, super excited. <laughs> and, nice you know, story, we're just dude. all talking about, you know, the end of the year party where we get the rings and, you know, you guys award us the trophy. And it was, it was a really great feeling, and I think it let our team know that, hey, we can perform at a high level. You know, we can compete with the big dogs, and I think that's just going to change the overall culture of our office. Dude, I love that. And I think that every office, because I mean, we're all on here in different offices. I have so many names I can see on this list that are in different offices. And if you feel like your office isn't good, or you feel like it's not the best office, or you feel like your numbers aren't as high, that's totally on you and you can change that. Right, Sean? I mean, like, and that's a huge mindset issue. That's the, that's the like, if you're a rep thinking that way, that's your fault, I would say. And you can change that. So Sean, starting off the call, dude, I know you've really bounced back from a lot of things. Um, you've been in low lows and high highs in sales, you're kind of all over the place. 
how do you change your mindset? How do you become a hard worker? And how do you change the mindset from I, I'm not a good team or I'm a bad rep to I'm a good rep, I'm a great team? How do you go about that? Like, what are some steps you should do? Um, I mean, you know, I've always been a huge fan of this book, but Atomic Habits by James Clear. When I had originally came out, I think I'd share that with Brandon, mm -hmm. Andrew, um, and he read that. And so I would just say it's the, the aggregation of marginal gains. I think myself, um, I'm a very extreme person. You know, I just, like where I'm jumping around from one place to another, where I'm all in and then I'm all out, you know, sort of thing and just kind of bouncing around. And something I've really struggled with my whole life, you know, whether it was sports, you know, school, work, anything like that is consistency. Mm -hmm. I'm really struggled with consistency. And so something that helped me out a ton is just trying to make minor little changes in my life that over time are building up. You know, I've, I've told a lot of my guys and, you know, even this year, I feel like I've been making some pretty big changes, but um, I just tell them like I was probably one of the laziest, you know, bums out there. Everyone would always tell me about the talent that I had and what I could do, but I kind of never met up to those expectations. And so I'd say the biggest thing for me is, not trying to change yourself overnight, recognizing that there's no there's no, no shortcut. You know, you can't become the best. You can't become LeBron James, you know, in one day overnight. It's it's a process, and you have to be willing to be okay with that and pay the price. So every day, it's just doing those little things that add up over time, I would say. What, what would you say is your ultimate goal? Do you want to be the LeBron James? Well... <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have used LeBron James. <laughs> but uh, no, my, I think my uh, goal overall is to always, always be just the best me. And every time I become better, there's, you know, I hit that ceiling, then there's, there's a new, there's a new ceiling, right? Because we can always be progressing and moving forward. And I think something I've learned from a lot of other leaders that they're very, they're not really driven by themselves but they're driven by the success of their team mm. and so i think you know that's where i can improve a lot is just always putting my team first and doing everything i can to make them more successful and i think that's huge from the best thing you can do as a leader is to lead from the front right so whether that's getting on the doors working extra hours you know having one-on-one -on -one, just showing your team that you care about them making time for him. I think that's a huge thing that I need to work on. So having that responsibility is kind of helping you reach new ceilings is what you're saying, huh? Definitely. Yeah. Love that, dude. Have you been a leader in the past or were you always just kind of like a, a rep or? Yeah, I was, I was kind of a rep. We did a, I was a pod leader last year for a few months during the winter oh. uh, with Tegan uh, Wolf and Tegan, dude. Def definitely. Um, I, I don't think I was ready for it. I didn't do a good job. Why not? But it was a great learning experience. Um, I definitely, I wasn't, I would say I was not leading from the front last year. Hmm. So I kind of would just have guys set appointments and they kept me pretty busy. And so I just go from appointment to appointment. And yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't really being the leader that they needed to be. And so, I mean, luckily, like my guys came back and I love them. They're doing great. And I think it's just been a huge huge change this year dude i think that there's so much opportunity for growth in this job <clears throat> if you let it right like if you're humble and if you just are teachable and let this job teach you things you will learn so much about leadership sales teamwork every single like characteristic you need to be a well-rounded human being i feel like you learn here and sean's a great example of that like he's learned so many things here because he's so humble and so teachable he asks a lot of questions. He dives deep into things. He calls me a lot and talks to me a lot. Like, I love hearing from Sean, and he makes me be a better person too. <clears throat> and so he talked about atomic habits, and he talked about like the, the marginal gains, right? Which means what he's saying is even the very, very, very small things add up to be big things. Mm -hmm. And that's what the whole book Atomic Habits is about. That's what it is, is saying, hey, Kind of compounds. If you use all these little small habits, it's like compounding interest. Mm. They build on each other and get stronger and bigger, but you can't try and take a bite of the apple. It's just huge. Mm. Like you've got to focus on one small thing and then do another and do that for a week and then do another small thing for a week. 
and let it build up over time opposed to trying to tackle the whole enchilada kind of thing. Am I right, Sean? Is that kind of what it's talking about? Yeah, no, that's exactly it. And it just gives a bunch of examples of, hey, if you start with a win in the morning, you'll have more wins. So the first thing you want to start with is doing one win in the morning. Just do that for a week and then make it two wins, then three wins. And that's something I've always struggled with too because I'm, I'm similar to Sean where when something I, – I like to go all in. I like to like, hey, I'm in bad shape. Okay, I'm going to start a diet, start working out, start running two very, a days, this, 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 right? Like <laughs> now I'm going to go on five different workout plans <laughs> because I feel like I'm out of shape. Whereas really it should be like, okay, well, maybe I should stop drinking soda. Sure. And then maybe I should just stop, start running three times a week. Got and then it. like. And you that, just keep like building on those. That's what it is. That's, that is like the law of the. Yeah, no. The changes are, they're a lot easier. They become habits. They become part of your life. It just changes your lifestyle. So, because I feel like anyone can do something for one week. Mm. You know, anyone can go out and knock nine hours a day, you know, for a week you know, put in all those hours, but that's just not sustainable. Especially if you go from working three hours a day to nine, you're just going to get burnt out. But if you're like, hey, today I'm going to knock one more door. You know, I'm going to knock 30 more minutes. Just any anything like that, just those little changes. And it just becomes a part of who you are. And so I think that's why, like, my team, I've really been pushing for having, like, spiritual habits, physical habits, and mental habits, whether – you know, spiritually, we're trying to improve ourselves uh, physically. You know, a small habit that we can do as far as exercising or eating healthy. And then a mental one where we're always sharpening the axe, right? Just continuing to, to learn and grow. And I think as you develop those kind of habits and make those little changes, that it kind of starts that snowball effect in your life and makes you want to become more well-rounded and increase in all areas. Yeah. As weird as it sounds, it almost... It's almost like you're convincing yourself, right? You're convincing your subconscious mind that, hey, I can do this, and then I can take on something else. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, I was going to ask you, what what habits, like what beginning habits would you recommend for all the closers on the chat? What's one thing they could start doing today? Yeah, um, I would say making your bet. Really? I don't know if they already do that, but that's, that's like a huge thing. Um, what was that gentleman's name, Jake, that did our uh, – Kevin, Kevin. Oh, Kevin Hall, yeah. <clears throat> Kevin Hall. Right, did you mm. say to make it, make your bed? Yeah, that was one of the things. Yeah, so super important. Um, if you're just if you just make your bed, that's you're starting the day out with a win. And I don't know if you're already making your bed or what you're doing. If you're already exercising, you know, but it doesn't have to be a huge change. Just like a little thing that you can make change in your life that'll make you a little better. So mm. you know, if you're already waking up at <clears throat> six. 6.30 or 7 to work out in the morning, wake up 30 minutes earlier, you know, get some studies in, whether it's, you know, reading a book, reading the scriptures, whatever you feel like is going to benefit you most, and then go hit the gym. So just little little changes that you can make. And guys, Sean is a living testament that this works. Like, in my opinion, Sean really is. I have watched him make these small changes over the last two years. And, I mean, literally, when I first met him, Sean, you didn't wake up in the morning, right? You took naps in the middle of the day, uh, lots of hanging out. And now you wake up every day early, right? Now you try and exercise every day. Now you make your bed when you get up. Like, now you've changed so, so much, and it shows through in every single, like, aspect of your life, as far as I can tell. Like, you seem way better spiritually, physically, relationship-wise, emotionally, grounded. Like, you just seem better in every single category, not just work, which is cool for me to see as a friend, right, as a friend of yours, is I really want to see you succeed in everything, not just this job, even though this is amazing, but even with, like, relationships or dating or your family or your parents or whoever else, it seems like things are really going well for you. And so now, what is your schedule these days, Sean? What do you do every day? So my schedule is I wake up at 6 a.m., um, go hit the gym. And so I got a lot of people on my team that will go hit the gym with me. Usually try to get like a, a quick breakfast in. And I usually have meetings at 8 a.m. So I have to kind of get ready pretty quick. Um, have, have my meetings. And then sometimes we'll do like team meetings at 9. And then we try to be out hitting the doors at 10 or having appointments. And we'll kind of my schedules, I mean, as closers, people know your schedule is kind of crazy, so you can't always control, like, when you have a lunch 
usually try to take a lunch around like two o'clock and then come home around like seven, eight o'clock, depending on when I'm done with closes and read, you know, try to read my scriptures, uh, say prayers before I go to bed. And then throughout the day while I'm in my car, like listening to audiobooks. So I just finished, I did the uh, Matthew McConaughey earlier this year, The Green Lights, oh, which so I think good. recommended to me. So I love that one. That was more of like a fun, just kind of cool book to listen to. And then I did um, Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. Oh, and I would say that that's one that's really, like I, I'd probably say is my favorite book ever nice. as far as like changing me, making me want to strive for better. And then right now I'm doing uh, Leaders Eat Last. Mm. Great book too. Great book too. Mm-hmm. What would you say is like? Sorry. What would you say is like your one-liner from the David Goggins book? What was your one-liner takeaway? Good question. <laughs> I don't know if I can say it on this. Does it have an F bomb <laughs> in it? <laughs> Listen, uh, I just um, I just love his mentality. So I I I hate running. So I started running more often, and you know I. I was like so proud of myself because I ran like four miles and I've never done that before, <laughs> you know, which is like such a small thing, you know, but I'll just like run to the gym some mornings and, you know, instead of driving over there, it's a little over four miles. And, and every time, like if I feel like, oh, I feel like I'm going to start throwing up or my calves are hurting or my foot just kind of fills off, like the bones are kind of hurting, like whatever it is, I don't know, it just like almost makes me like excited because I just see that as an opportunity to to push myself a little farther to kind of almost prove myself or every time I feel stressed out about having too many appointments or building proposals or having to stay up late, you know, and work, you know, I still get stressed out. I'm still a human. Right. But I try to look at a different mindset. I think maybe not so much a one liner, but it's just the kind of mindset that David Goggins had as everything's like a challenge and he can do anything. Yeah. And so that's how I've been trying to approach use that 40% rule. I love that, dude. I think my one-liner takeaway from that book is it's actually something that's very commonly said in the military, I think especially in the Navy SEALs. And they say, it's all mind over matter. If I don't mind, it doesn't matter. And that's totally freaking Goggins, man. Like, he was running on broken legs doing buds. And it's almost like your body, I don't know if you guys have experienced this, but when you start doing things that are outside of your comfort zone, stuff just starts coming up to like give you an excuse to fail. Oh, 100%. I don't know if you guys have noticed that. And like so many times that's happened to me in my life with different things, different habits. Like I remember when I started waking up early in the morning, my stomach would just kill. And I was like, what the heck? My stomach never hurts when I wake up. And I just started saying to myself, you know what? I don't care if my stomach hurts. I'm still going to do it. And then over time, it just went away. It's almost like your body is even working against you at times totally. to make you stop and make you quit. So Your mind, your brain, yeah. right? All mind over matter. I think it's awesome. I love it, dude. So now, just to make sure I'm on the same page, sometimes I get distracted, but Sean, you've been doing amazing at your morning routine. So you get up at 6 a.m., and then you said you go hit the gym, right? Yeah. And then you come home from the gym, and then you have a time to study or whatever it is. And then you have a meeting. Yeah, usually meeting. Usually meeting, so I, I usually get back to the gym about like, I'll probably get there at like 6.30, come back around like 7.30, shower, get ready for the day, have meetings from 8 to 9, then 9 to 10, and then just appointments from there on out. Nice. And so I'll do like my, uh, my uh, audio books and stuff while I'm During driving the day. And appointments. Okay. And in between moments. <clears throat> That's good. And so from 8 to 9, 9 to 10, you have a meeting. Is that your team meeting or you have two separate meetings or what are you doing? Just, uh, you know, checkups with, like, Jake Meyer for doing, like, a regional meeting at 8 or... Yeah, like one-on-ones or meetings or stuff like that. Yeah, leadership trainings, things like that. Yeah, that makes sense. And then you're on the doors, you're out on the doors or working in appointments, whatever it is, from 10 a.m. till 8 p.m. usually. And then at night, you come home, get ready for bed, do your account management stuff, probably, is what you're going to start doing more, probably, right? And then that's something we need to plug in. And that's what's so cool about Sean is I can literally tell him anything and he will do it. Like I can be like, dude, you need to start doing this more. I'll be like, all right, I'll fit it in my schedule. All right, I need to start doing this more. Okay, I'll fit it in. Very teachable. He's very teachable. And so if you guys kind of like a little plug I have for all your leaders to help them is if your leader turns to you and says, hey, I think you should start doing this more. He doesn't hate you. He's not mad at you. He actually loves you. He yeah, like, help you. It's not a negative thing. Yeah. You don't need to be like, oh, man, he's so rude to me. I can't believe he would say that. 
Like it's just like, no, that's just, he wants to help you close more deals, yeah. right? And so Sean and I have been through that a thousand times and Sean's super, super teachable about it, super humble about it. And so during the day, Sean, when you're out working, right now you have some setters, but you've also self-gened. You've done both, right? A lot of both. You close a lot of deals, you're having installs happen, stuff like that. I'm curious, right now, do you like self-gening better? Do you like having setters better? What's your preferred like day look like? Yeah, honestly, um, it can be interesting, you know, being a closer because you never know what you're going to or, you know, if you're going to be sitting down with renters mm -hmm. or, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, just like little things that kind of like happen like that. And so I like the fact when I uh, self-gen, I know exactly what I'm going back to. And I'm just like, if I set the appointment, I'm usually like, oh, yeah, I know for sure I can close these people. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, self-genning, I think, is fun, and I do love it, and I do miss it sometimes. <laughs> I don't get to do it as much. However, I, I won't complain when I get appointments thrown my way. Totally. You know, because I'm not going to lie. Like, I do. It is kind of nice not having to knock all day every day, right? And, and you know, kind of, I guess – progressing forward just you know going from setter self-gener closer kind of moving up in like leadership and things like that so it's kind of fun in that sense to progress but i do definitely enjoy self-gening like going to my own appointments no and that makes sense and i think that self-gening that's something that like the most of the company is doing right now or they're trying to do they're trying to progress towards that way and so when you are self-gening having the most success like in your opinion, what does true success look like for a self-gener? Like, what's your schedule going to look like? Like, If you're a perfect self-gener, I mean, I'm not saying you are a perfect self-gener, you're not, but if you, you probably know the recipe at this point, right? So if you're going to give advice to a self-gener, like, how would you tell them to structure their schedule? Or how would you tell them to set appointments or close? Like, what are some advice you have for self-geners? Um, so I'm definitely not the perfect self-gener, you know. I uh, might want to talk to Rob Meyer about that one. But I, something that worked for me is, I don't know why, but I love knocking in like super like crazy rich areas. Mm, crazy um, rich areas just because I know that those people, if you can get them to sit down, they're going to be pretty solid. You know, and if you, they don't really care about saving so much money, but if it's logical, you know, they'll usually buy it and they're usually like, okay, well, we're helping out the environment in the long run. It's going to save us a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Okay, we'll just buy this like, cash. So I feel like when you sell them, they're just a lot more kind of solid. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I can just be straight up with them. Just tell them it's about solar because they know. You know, they're a little more like educated, smaller. Totally. Um, they usually have crazy high power bills. And so I really like knocking wealthy areas. So what usually happens for me is I'll go hit these areas and I'll just talk to a bunch of wives mm -hmm. and because usually they'll be home and the husbands will be away at work. And so I'll knock, I'll knock in the morning and then they'll tell me to come back during the evening to catch the husband. And usually it's kind of, I have to go through the whole thing again because the husbands are all like, what are you doing here? Like, you know, talk to my wife, you know, sort of thing, <laughs> things, you know, kind of like that. And so... Then I have to come back during the nighttime, catch the husband's home. And because they're so busy, I usually set most of my appointments like Friday, Saturday. Mm. So even though like, and that's why I like working with like in like more well-to-do areas, because if you set appointment, they're usually pretty solid. Like they're going to commit to it. They're not going to like flake out. So like, okay, yeah, I'll run the numbers. I can come back Saturday morning, you know, when they're off work Friday night or whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And I'll come back and, and just kind of show them the numbers. But, yeah, it's, it's almost like a three-step process. I talk to the wife, then I talk to the husband, and then, then we'll back. the appointment. So, you, so the tip you have is, like, don't be scared of the high-wealth the high wealth areas or the classy areas. Yeah, don't, don't at all. And, like, they'll, they'll be a little more rude and things like that. But you just have to come – you just have to exude confidence and just, you know, like something I learned from Tanner Leishman and we did in pest control too is – you always like, hey, use the bandwagon effect. So I'll, I'll, I'll tell them, be like, hey, I just got sent out here. I never say California Renewable Energy. <laughs> I just say, hey, I just got sent out here to follow up with the uh, so-and-so residence. Is that you by chance? And they'll be like, uh, yeah, who's asking? And I'll be like, oh, your neighbors didn't tell you stopping on by? And I'll be like, no. 
like, oh, weird. I don't know if you, like, talked to them or, you know, like, oh, weird, are you not on the Facebook page? <laughs> I just, like, say stuff like that. And be like, anyways, they were supposed to let everyone know I was stopping on by because I actually have to take a look at your meter. Huh. And I'm like, look at their meter. So I kind of, like, tell them I have to do this. Everyone already knows I'm here. It's weird that they don't know I'm here. Totally. You know, people that are not social or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And then I'll just, I just kind of go into the pitch, you know, and just say, we're in a weird situation, and I just go straight into solar hmm. where we're importing too much. And if you can help the state produce more energy through the solar programs, they're willing to subsidize a majority of the program, you know, through like a federal tax credit and things like that. And I'll just ask them, why have you not gone solar yet? Hmm. Like, well, it's just been too expensive or we've just been waiting for the right time or we've been talking about it. Oh, all of our neighbors have solar. Because if you go to rich areas, there's going to be a lot of homes that have solar. Mm -hmm. Most wealthy areas, like almost all the houses have solar. Yeah. So that's kind of like my approach and how I just tell them, like, yeah, everyone's here. The state's pushing for it. That's something I've learned from Brandon Andra. He's like, tell people that the state is really just like pushing for these. Because if you focus on like saving money, like, oh, I'm here to save you money, uh-huh. they're going to think you're a scam. Like, you're trying to scam them. But if you say, hey, the state is pushing these programs and they're trying to produce more energy here, if you help them out, because I feel like most people enjoy helping others out. Because it kind of feels like they're coming from a place of power, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're willing to help the state out, then they'll put you on the lowest rates. So it's kind of like if you scratch my back, I'll scratch your back sort of thing. And I've gotten a lot of good responses from that. Interesting. So in your pitch, you're very straightforward. You talk about solar. You're not scared of solar. Um, you'll bring it up on every doorstep, stuff like that. Yeah. Wow. And so let me just make sure I had your pitch down. If I'm, if I'm on this call trying to make sure I can relay it. Is it door yeah. pitch? Is it door pitch? You're, you're knocking on the door and you're saying, hey, are you so-and-so? They're like, yeah, yeah, and who's asking? And you're like, oh, well, your neighbor's supposed to tell you I was coming by. Did they tell you I was coming by? They're like, oh, no, I haven't heard of you. You're like, okay, well, I'm helping all your neighborhood out with this program. Pretty much the state right now doesn't have enough power here, and so they want more power to come. If you're willing to help them, they'll give you a better rate. Have you guys looked into solar at all? And then go that route. Go from there. Wow. Okay. I like that pitch a lot. That's very similar to the pitch I think I use. I've, I've, I have no fear talking about solar. And I think once you pass that barrier as a setter or a closer, that's when your numbers really start to take off, right? Mm-hmm. When you stop kind of sugarcoating things and beating around the bush or whatever you want to say, mm-hmm. whenever you kind of man up, per se, and just <laughs> own it, right, and just go into it, then it seems like you have the most success. And then when you go back to the appointment as a self jenner how much easier is that to close the deal? So much easier because they know it's all about solar. You know, I'll even tell them, be like, hey, look up. I'm going to get some quotes from you. Um, and I even tell them about the California Protection Guide. So there's a CPUC, and it's like before you even sign solar, you have to go through it. It just put in place to protect the homeowner since the state is pushing people towards renewable energy. If you help them out, they don't want you taking on a lot of liabilities. They don't want you being lied to. So... You know, make sure you look that up because you can find it online, read through it. That way, when I come back, you guys will be ready to go. Wow. And so I just set the expectation, like, when I come back, like, you guys were signing you up. Dang. Sort of thing. I love that. It's a great use of the CPUC, too. I remember when I first started selling solar, guys, the CPUC did not exist. I mean, yeah. I know that sounds like ancient times, <laughs> but, like, literally, the CPUC was not a thing. And then my next year selling it, the CPUC was a thing. And you had to kind of figure out how to use it, how to talk about it, how to get around it, how to whatever it is. And I think that's a great idea. You know, using it to your advantage. Yeah. yeah. And I liked using it when yeah. I was in the clothes and bringing that up too and saying, hey, you know I can't lie to you because right here it tells you all these things, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I kind of use it. I pretend like the CPUC is my friend. And it's like, well, what about this and what about that? I'm like, yeah, that's exactly why I wanted you to read it. Yeah. You know? So, and then if they know I want them to read that, then it makes them feel more comfortable and good about me. Like, oh, he wants me to know this. Obviously, he's trying to help me out. Yeah. No, that makes sense completely. And so that's how you set the appointment. Then you go back. And when you're back in the home with the homeowner, what does it look like for you? Like, what's the beginning look like? What's the middle look like? What's the end look like for you? So beginning, I love Brandon and Andrew's form. You know, just uh, asking questions about their family, mm-hmm. occupation, recreation, um, just all, you know, all those questions kind of building that rapport, getting to know them. And then I just kind of, depending, if I'm like self-genning, I won't even use the deck. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I'll just 
I'll go over the numbers and say, hey, this is what they recommended for your house, you know, to get the 110% offset, you know, do, and then ask them, okay, are you going to get any electric vehicles, this, this, and that? And be like, okay, so instead of getting like a 10 kilowatt, you should probably get like a 12 or 13 kilowatt. And like, well, what does that make the monthly price to? <clears throat> like, oh, make like 215. Like, okay, well, that's still way better than the 300. You know, let, let's do that. But if it's, if I haven't built, you know, that re previous relationship or set expectations for that meeting, if I'm going back for like a setter, then I'll just kind of like build rapport like I did, but I'll go through the entire deck and kind of explain the process of solar, how it's helping the state, things like that. Interesting. So if you, the different correct me if I'm wrong, so you said if you self-gen, then you don't go through the whole deck with them because you've already talked to them so much on the doors about what's in it, right? Whereas yeah, they're, already, they're already sold on solar. They numbers make sense. Interesting. But if they, if a setter set it for you, when you go back, then you go through the whole closed deck and you explain everything again and kind of reset it yourself a little bit almost. You kind of teed up for yourself through the, through the close. Exactly. That makes sense. And so guys, one thing I would say is if you're complaining about self-genning, Definitely don't, right? Because there's so much you learn self-genning and you have such good appointments that are so solid and strong that that's how you really learn how to close. You almost learn how to close on the doors and then you learn how to like finish closing them at the home in the appointment. And so that's a really fun time. And either way, you, you have to kind of learn. And that's one thing I want closers to understand is there isn't a one-size-fits-all, right? Like sometimes you need to take a different approach if you have a setter. If you don't have a setter, a different approach. Sometimes a different area is a different approach. Sometimes in a wealthy neighborhood, a different approach. Like I think sometimes closers get so in their head, like, hey, I got it the same way every time. And that's not how it is. You gotta think outside the box. 100%. Like I remember when I was closing, there were some appointments that I wouldn't even open my computer until <laughs> the end somehow. Carson said that, remember? Yeah. When Carson hit 17, that was one of his things he said. He said, most of the time, I'm just talking about stuff. Totally. And I'll refer to the deck. And then other times, I use the deck like a Bible the right. whole time. You right. know, I'm like sticking in it like, a, like it's my best friend. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I use the C-Puck, sometimes I don't. So it's just, it really just depends as you get more and more comfortable. So Sean, and then through the deck, you're talking to them and you show them different slides. How do you know, like, what's a key point for you that you're like, hey, these guys are going to do it? Like, at what point in the close <laughs> do you feel like, I know what these guys are going to do? They open the door. <laughs> yeah, like, when's that door open for you? You know, for me... Typically, if I can get homeowners to offer me something, if they offer me some water or, you know, they're like, hey, do you want, do you want something to eat or something like that, I just feel like I know I can close them right, right then. <laughs> wow. Okay. Why you is know? that? So it's, sometimes that's the beginning. Sometimes it's towards the end. But I can, I can usually gauge if they're going to buy right then and there off of their body language as I'm going through the deck. If they're like really into it and maybe they're, they're asking like good, like sincere questions like, okay, so how do we go solar? Like if we did it, you know, how would I do this? Or how, how do I qualify? You know, how, how do I make sure my roof is up to code? You know, if they're asking just questions like that as I'm, as I'm going through, I just know I'm going to be able to close them. Dang, that makes sense. You kind of look for some buying signs that way. And then at the end, how do you bring up documents? and getting signed up and going through with it. Yeah, so I, I just don't even like bring them up really. I'm just like, okay, well, we'll just get you guys qualified just so we can at least get the ball rolling. And they're like, okay, yeah, that'd be great. Like, we want to see if we qualify for that $15 initial, you know? And so I'll just say, okay, what's this info? And I'll just do the credit check. And like, okay, I'll just send them like, okay, you should just got like an email. And they'll be like, do I need to fill this out now? And they're like, oh yeah, you need to fill it out right now. And they're like, oh, okay. So I don't, I don't think I, I never ask them really, are you, do you want to sign up right now? I just say, Hey, let's just get the ball rolling. Mm -hmm. And I'll just like, we'll, we'll just like get you guys qualified here real quick. So we can schedule the site survey or, you know, we can see if you qualify. And then once they sign the loan docs and they put in their, you know, information, then they're pretty sold. And they usually go through and sell the, uh, or sign excuse me, sign the uh, solar docs pretty quick. And so usually that's the only steps you have to do. Sorry, I had to grab something. That's the only steps you have to do is you just try and say, hey, I'll send your email. It'll be quick. It'll be easy. And you go that route. Yeah. That's cool, man. 
And then you so I feel like I never asked. Well, if you ask, sorry, go ahead. Oh no, you're totally good. I was just gonna ask you if you schedule a site survey and do all that on the spot, or do you wait, or when does that come into the play? Yeah, I'll usually schedule the site survey. So okay, great. So we need him to come check out your roof. When is the when are some good days for you? Mm -hmm. And as soon as they give me, you know, like a few days, I'll just, I'll even get Empower on the phone while they're signing the docs, like before they've even finished signing the solar docs, because it almost like kind of like distracts them. So they're like filling it out and I'm like, here, talk on the phone. And they're like trying to sign and be like, oh, what do you, want? <laughs> you know, have like a site survey. You're like, give me your and credit card. Like, Great. Huh? You're like, give me your credit card real quick. Yeah. <laughs> Everything like that. All the good stuff, you know? Um, but yeah, just have them kind of like sign up and, and they're like, Hey, this isn't locked me into anything. Right. And I'll usually just like, well, no, you know, you have the three day right to recession or, you know, like, Oh, we just needed to sign that. Cause they need to know if you're serious. Cause they don't want to send someone out here to check your roof out. If you're not serious about solar. Mm -hmm. So I go, oh, okay. You know, and they'll get out and, and then they'll come check out the roof and they usually get pretty excited about that afterwards. That's cool. Well, and then one thing that you're still trying to work on is you're really good at closing them up, but your, your new focus is going to be account management, right? Like you want to make sure that you're not missing things in job flow and that you're not missing like little key points or things in the documents or whatever. And so when are you going to schedule that in your time? How are you going to do that? Yeah, so um, I actually hired an assistant. Okay, so, so your assistant's going to help you do that now. Big ball. Yeah, so my assistant is going to build my decks. Um, they're going to help me with my pipeline management, um, do those kind of things, and that way I can spend more time, like less worrying about building eight proposals every night, you know, and then trying to fit in pipeline management. Because I think like the hardest thing for pipeline management is empowers typically, if you need to get a hold of them, right, they're only open during like business days and, working hours, mm -hmm. but that's when I'm in appointments the entire time, mm -hmm. you know? So I think if I just have someone else to kind of take care of that for me, build my proposals, then I can have more energy and more focus going into closes and being a better leader, like doing more one-on-ones, um, things like that, which I think I've been letting slack a lot is just kind of, especially with all the new people coming out, just really making sure we're staying on top of their goals. They know I'm here to help them out and getting to know them more on like a personal level. Yeah, I where, love it. Where did you find the assistant? Was it someone local, someone you know on the team? Yeah, so, so, someone on my team. So he already, the nice thing is he already knows how to build proposals and, and decks like that. So I didn't even have to train him. So he's just, he's just building out, he's on our team. and Just so with his spare time be, kind of thing, right? Yeah, yeah, he's gonna be doing a lot of good stuff for us. Awesome. Well, I wanna open up for questions because we don't have too much more time on the call. But I know you have appointments like the rest of the day stacked when I was talking to you this morning. And so we want to open up for questions. Guys, any questions for Sean? Anything you want to learn? Anything he said that's inspired you or that you want to like dwell on a little bit more, ask him about, dig into, feel free to unmute yourself and turn your camera if you can to ask a question. And we have about 10 minutes for this. Not everybody at once, one at a time. Hey, Sean, this is Rob. <laughs> What's up, Rob? <laughs> I just, I got here a little late. I was in a sit. I just, I just tuned in like five minutes ago, but I just want to tell you how proud I am of you. You're just doing a killer job and I love you and you're very inspiring. So keep up the good work and uh, my wife will be super stoked to hear that you hired a manager to help you with your uh, uh, your management of your jobs. And so that's yeah. good news. <laughs> but, Thanks, uh, Rob. Yeah, no, you're doing a great job. I just want to tell you, I love you. I'm proud of you. So keep it up. Appreciate it, Rob. Love you, too. It's the man. I have a couple of questions for you, too. I've been saving up because I wanted to – I could have talked to you all day, but I don't want to take away from these guys. So I'll let them ask a few. But I have a couple of questions to kind of wrap up, too, at the end. Yeah, I think I think it'll be good to ask some All questions. All right. <laughs> All right. We'll go for it. The question I had for you, Sean, I had two I had two separate questions. The yeah. first one's like a serious question. The second one's serious, but it's more of like I just want to hear your answer. The first question I have for you is 
like obviously you've had these highs and lows, and I think as closers we get in like ruts all the time. Like we get in like little holes or ruts or down. I mean, I do it in my own personal life. Mm. I think we all do it in our own personal lives, but it's really magnified when you're out selling. Yeah. And so when you get into a rut or you like you're in a hole or whatever you want to say, how do you get yourself out of it? Like what do you do when you just can't focus? How do you get refocused? How do you get back on the train? Back out of a bad mindset. Like what? Like what are some things that you've learned or that you do? Yeah, that's a really good question because I feel like you know, as far as I've come, I you know still make tons of mistakes and I have a ton, a lot of things that I'm working on. And so sometimes I notice I'll maybe I'll miss a day, you know, working out or getting up on time or, you know, I don't I'm not as diligent with you know my studies or reading as much as I should be. And I kind of notice it once I let those things slide, I start to get into a rut where maybe I'm not as motivated or maybe I'm not, you know, being as productive as I can be. And so I think the first step is just to like, like for me, I just recognize, hey, I'm not being as productive as I can. I'm not as motivated as I was. And why is that? And it's usually because I'm letting my habits slide. So I have to get back and make sure I'm doing my habits. And I think my you know, one liner from David Goggins and, you know, sorry, Rob, I'm going to swear, but he, <laughs> he talks about not being a bitch, you know, and I just, I just think that's like, every time I think, like, I feel bad for myself. I'm like, oh, I'm so stressed out. I have so much work. I just tell myself that, like, don't be a B word. You know, that's, that's not who I am, you know, and it's like, I, that's even my alarm clock every single morning. It just says, it says that right there, you know. <laughs> um, it's Goggins saying that? Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, every, every time I try to make an excuse, like, oh, I'm feeling sick, or oh, I sit up till 3 in the morning, I can't wake up at 6, you know, I just have that, like, right there. It's like, don't be a bit. <laughs> and I think that just helps, because I'm like, you know, well, what guy wants to be, you know, <laughs> so that just, like, you know, helps me get out of the rut. I just think, is this the kind of person I want to be? Dang. Do I want to be lazy to... You know, is that the kind of, I think, you know, lots of us are, whether we're married or we're, you know, wanting to get married, I think we all like want to be the best husbands and fathers we can be. And, you know, all the decisions I make, I kind of recognize that, you know, this is all going to build up to what kind of father I am, what kind of husband I am. And so I think I use that as a big motivator for me. Dang, I love it. That was a perfect answer to my question. I think it helps me a lot to look into that and see that and to kind of realize um, the last question I was going to ask you for the last three minutes really fast is, dude, you've been on the doors for, is this your third year or fourth year in sales? Third year. Yeah. Third year in sales. So you've been on the door for three doors for three years. What is the funniest thing that's happened to you, dude? Real quick before we wrap up, like what's the funniest <laughs> thing that's happened to you? What have you seen or story or someone's done to you or whatever? Yeah. Well, I, I think the number one thing that comes to mind was, I was knocking pest control in San Antonio. And I don't know if this is kind of like a funny story. <laughs> it's funny looking back at it, but it was kind of, it was really weird when it happened. <laughs> oh, but I was knocking doors. I forgot about it. I probably shouldn't have asked this question. <laughs> um, and selling pest control, I knock on some guy's door. He doesn't answer. And I go like four houses down just knocking doors. And all of a sudden, I hear someone like say, "Hey!" And they're like kind of like waving. And I turn around like four or five houses down. So I start walking towards them, and they will go to walk back inside. So no, oh, that's weird. And I'm like, "Oh, sweet! Like someone's waving me down. You know, <laughs> like I'm about to get a cell." Golden pest control cell. <laughs> yeah. And so I go knock on this guy's door. He's probably in his fifties, bald, a little bigger, you know, and he's in a robe, like a bathrobe. <laughs> I see Rob touching his head. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and he starts talking to me and he's like, Oh, like, are you Sean? And I'm like, what? I'm like, yeah, like I'm Sean. I'm like, are you Sean from Craigslist? Oh, and, and I was like, no, like, that's so weird. I'm Sean from Hawks though. Like what a weird coincidence. Oh no. I tell him like, yeah, I just been helping out all the neighbors with the pest control out here. And, and He's just like, oh, like, really? So what are you doing with the pest control? So I started going around to him. I go, oh, this is golden. And he had a bunch of, like, trees and plants in the front yard. I'm like, yeah, I love what you've done with the landscaping, you know, things like that. 
he's like, you know, it's it's kind of it's kind of hot out here. Do you, do you want to like a you want to come in? And I'm like, sure. <laughs> so I just I just walk into this guy's house, and he's like, yeah, you. Uh, I was like, I was like, oh yeah, it's a beautiful home. Like, do you live here all by yourself, or do you like, you know, do you have like a family? He's like, no, all by myself. I'm like, oh, it's cool. He's like, do you want something to drink? And I was like, sure, yeah, I'll take a water. He's like, are you sure you want water? Like, you don't want like a beer or anything? And I was like, oh no, I can't drink on the job. You know, I'll take a water. And he's like, are you sure? And I'm just like, uh, yeah, <laughs> like I'll take water, dude. So he like goes and grabs me a water, and I have my little, I have like my iPad, and I was just showing him like these are the bugs to get rid of. This is what we're doing. I'm standing right next to him, and as I'm looking down at my iPad, he's like standing right next to me. Maybe just, maybe edit this. Him. Maybe <laughs> edit maybe edit this story a little bit. I know the details of the story. <laughs> and. You know, he's just rubbing his thigh. Oh. <laughs> and I just look at him, I had two thoughts go through my mind at that time. I was like, I'm going to punch this guy as hard as I can in the face. Oh, and my run. gosh. Or I could take a step back and just pretend like I didn't see him touching his thigh and, you know, just kind of walk away. I know. So I took, I think I made the right decision. I took a big step back. <laughs> And I was like, so the technicians will come and explain everything else for you. They'll be here later this afternoon. And I go to walk out of his house, and he's, like, falling behind me. And the whole time I was, like, freaked out. I thought he was going to, like, try to hit me in the back of the head or something. Like, I didn't know what he was going to try to do. You know, so it's kind of like walking back and, like, looking behind me, like, the whole time. And I get out. And, yeah, I mean, I felt pretty sick. And, like, that's <laughs> it after that happened. And, so he thought you yeah, were a different, I, I, a different I, Sean. I Sean from Craigslist. Yeah, <laughs> you were not the right Sean he yeah. was looking for. No, so apparently I think he'd actually like called someone over, a Sean from Craigslist to come over. Yeah. And I don't know, like they're doing pest control or you know something else, but uh, <laughs> you know it was an interesting story for sure. Dude, moral Dang. of the story: ABC Definitely always be closing, great. right? Always be closing, man. Dude. Yeah, always be closing. <laughs> well, that's a hilarious story. That I love that story. I think I when I asked this question, I did not. I forgot that story existed until he started talking. But yeah, right. Did you want to hear man, it again? That is the funniest <laughs> thing. Um. So, guys, everyone, we love Sean. He's always full of good stories and good humor. Sean, thanks so much for your time, dude. I know you're super, super busy today with appointments. So, good luck the rest of the day, and we'll talk to you guys next week on the next call. For once in a lifetime, you need to never stop improving. The constant focus on individual growth. How will you be financially free? Welcome to the Empower Podcast.